worship you. voice and just pray in the Holy Ghost where you are. We give you all the glory. Just pray in the Holy Ghost where you are. We bless your holy and your righteous name. Open your mouth and just pray in the Holy Ghost. We bless your name. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Open your mouth and just pray in the Holy Ghost. None compares to you. None equals to you. You are God all by yourself. We bless your name. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you.
thank you today we bless and exalt you thank you for what you are doing in our lives thank you for where you are taking us to this is the confidence that we have he that has begun this good work is faithful to the end we ask oh god that you rule and reign in the midst of your people speak to us revive us minister hope direction let a new season be birthed as a result of this encounter. Let Jesus be glorified forever. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can I get a living amen in the house? Give Jesus a good hand, everybody. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 19. We'll see this very quickly. And we press on with other things for today. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're good. Come on, are you fine? awesome first kings chapter 19 hallelujah our father in heaven we glorify your name our father Our Father, we glorify your name, we bow them before our Father in heaven. Okay, let's try this. My Jesus within me, I glorify your name, I bow them my jesus within me i glorify our father in heaven oh our father in heaven we glorify your name we bow down oh our father in heaven Glorify, oh, we bow them. Oh, our Father in heaven, we bow them. Oh, our Father in heaven, oh, our Father in heaven, we glorify your name. Glorify your name, we bow them. Oh, our Father in heaven, we glorify your name, we bow them First Kings chapter 19, a quick word. First Kings 19, I'd like to read from verse 1 to 4. 
we began something in our last sharing last week Sunday on generating power we began to look at certain dimensions on how uh, what to engage to exist significantly what to engage to exist exist in difference what to engage to to stand tall and just to stand out from the park and we see how God helps us to advance today first Kings 19 from verse 1 to 4 look at the amplified all right now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done okay this is anyone on that sound okay now Ahab told Jezebel all that the echo is there somebody tampering with that sorry can you help me go there please just get this right now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets of Baal with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and even more, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like the life of one of them. And Elijah was afraid and rose and ran for his life. And he came to Bathsheba, which belongs to Judah. And he left his servant there, but he himself traveled a day's journey into the wilderness. And he came and sat down under juniper tree and asked God that he might die. He said, it is enough now, O Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Right, now, the first contradiction in this scripture Go to verse 1, please. The first contradiction, whoever's on AV, can I exit verse 1? The first contradiction is here. Now, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, how he had killed all the prophets of Baal with the sword. It was not Elijah that killed them, it was God. You remember the story in 1 Kings 18? So what Ahab was trying to do, he knew the capacity of his wife. If he had told his wife what God did, the focus would have been different. But because he wanted Elijah to pay for what had happened, he focused on the man. And Ahab told Jezebel what Elijah had done and how Elijah killed all the prophets of Baal with a sword. But the interesting part for me was Elijah's response to the threat. He asked the Lord to kill him and he said, I am not better than my father's. I'd like us to explore that for a while. Please take your seat for a while. Hallelujah. <laughs> and to our online family joining us, watching online, God bless you. Let's have church together. Make sure you got a Bible, get a notepad, and let's enjoy Jesus together. Now, a man looked at his life and looked at the challenges he was going through and looked at the major threat that was at him. And the man concluded, I am not better than my father's. The beginning point for us to live a life of significance is to know that you are different from those who came before you. Is the beginning point for you to live a life that will stand out and different. 
I'm different. If you are going to see God's power in an extraordinary way, then you must be confident of your difference. You are a child of God. You know better. You are a child of God. You are under a covenant. You are a child of God. He has a plan for your life. And more than anything, he's taking you somewhere. If you're going to see God's grace at work, then you must develop the culture of believing what God says you are. A man came to a point, and now this is interesting for me, because yesterday morning, this guy killed over 800 prophets of Baal. The next day, he was running from a woman. The next day, the guy could say, I am not better than others. Is it not interesting how what God taught would draw you closer to him becomes what takes you farther from him? What was meant to make you more serious with God became the reason you became more distant. I thought, having seen God's power yesterday, you should be able to say, Today, I'm different. I haven't seen God display such an incredible manifestation through your life. You should be able to say, today, I have seen God in an exceptional way. And here was the man saying, I am not different from my fathers. Now, the number one limitation that can affect a person is to see yourself wrongly. The number one limitation that can affect a person is to see yourself wrongly. And this is why... One of the main assignments of Jesus was to fix eyesight. There was something remarkable every time Jesus was ministering healing to the blind. Every time Jesus ministered healing to the blind, it was always different from every other encounter. Because the Father does not want us blind. The Father wants you to see yourself right. He does not want you to add yourself to a wrong list. And Elijah said, I am not different from my fathers. And a major ministration of Jesus in his days was to fix wrong perception. That's why when he took the man out of Bethsaida, remember what happened? Jesus took the man out of Bethsaida, ministered healing to the man. The man said, and Jesus asked him, what do you see now? The man said, I can see. But not correctly. I can see, but I'm seeing men like trees. And this is the challenge. As you give your life to Christ, the more you hear God's word, the more it fixes your sight. Initially, you will still see men like trees. Initially, you will still call yourself by a wrong name. The more encounter Jesus is the word. The more encounters you have with the word, the more it fixes your eyesight. Now understand this now. No matter how much you read the Bible, how long you pray, understand that a major assignment of the word of God and a major assignment of prayer is to fix eyesight. Because when you begin to see yourself correctly, how you pray changes. When you begin to see yourself correctly, how you reply the devil changes. The reason we fear is eyesight. The reason we feel we will fail, eyesight. 
The reason we feel we are like every other person, how we see. Praise the name of the Lord. And Elijah said, I am not different from my fathers. Now, friends, one of the guarantees we have in God, a major guarantee we have in God, is that our later will be greater than our former. Follow me now as we get into this now. It's a major guarantee we have in God that our later will be greater than our former. For every believer, there is an assurance we have in God. It's a settled hope that your tomorrow will be better than your yesterday. It's an assurance we have in God. And you need to know this and to believe this from the depths of your heart. Otherwise, you face each day with fear. It is a profit of being born again that my tomorrow will be greater than my yesterday. My tomorrow will be greater than my yesterday. That also means by extension, I will be greater than those who came before me. Are we together now? So you've got to be confident of this truth such that no matter what the enemy tries to do, in establishing a wrong identity and a wrong reality in your lineage, you are able to say, it is a settled hope in God that my tomorrow would always be better than my yesterday. Can I get an amen? God's word says in Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. Haggai 2 verse 9. Scripture says, the later glory, God was speaking. He said, the later glory of this house will be greater than the former. And in this place, I shall give the ultimate peace. Now, this is God speaking about your tomorrow. So, the beginning point I said of living a life of power is to accept that if God has said my tomorrow is glorious, no matter what happens in between, I've got to believe what God has said. Now, we say that Elijah, 1 Kings 19, as we digest this a bit, was faced with a major threat even when this man had had encounters, don't forget, God had worked out great miracles through Elijah. God had worked out great and mighty manifestations through this man. But a day came, he forgot everything because of the threat he was faced with. Listen, friends, the threat of the enemy cannot overthrow God's presence with you. The threat, the voice of the wicked cannot overrule God's presence with you. Now, what matters most as we leave is focus. The enemy will always keep speaking. But what determines how your outcomes will be, what's your focus? Am I focused on what the enemy is saying? Or am I focused on what God has said? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So, it's extremely important that you don't allow the battles that you face. You don't allow the voices that you hear make you doubt God's grace upon your life. Can you do something for me now? Put your right hand on your chest. So the grace of God is mighty upon my life. Uh, I thought I'd get that with power. Say the grace of God is mighty upon my life. The grace of God is mighty upon my life. The grace of God is mighty upon my life. The grace of God is mighty upon my life. The grace of God is mighty upon my life. Can I get an amen there? So, 
Elijah looked at the threat before him. Now, when you read possibly the King James, it tells you and Elijah asked the Lord to kill him. If you read other translations, it says, and Elijah prayed that God should kill him. One of the thanksgivings we should engage in every time is thanking God for prayers he doesn't answer. Is thanking him. Is thanking him. Now, the man prayed and said, God, kill me. And God said, this one I won't answer. It's not just enough to thank God for prayers answered. Also thank him for prayers not answered. Now, this is the beauty of, of a walk with God. We know that God answers prayers. According to 1 John chapter 5, God answers prayers according to his will. Not according to your tears. Not according to the pressure you're going through. According, now, this is the beautiful part of having a love walk with the Father. He answers according to his will and he answers according to his understanding of your journey. So, now, you can spend three days fasting and praying and say, Lord, concerning this, do this. Concerning this, do And God knows that if he answers this, things may not go right. So you don't see the manifestation and you feel that maybe there's something resisting my answer. No. The Lord answers according to his will and according to his love. Can I get an amen here? So this is it, friends. The assurance we have is that our tomorrows will be greater. That's why you must not look at your past with regrets. Instead, look at the future with expectations. You have a choice. Either to keep looking at the past and regretting, or to keep looking at the future with expectation, because God has already said it, that our tomorrows will be greater than our yesterdays. Now, why we are not supposed to live life, and this is going to help you live healthy, why we are not supposed to live life with a focus on comparison with other people? Uh, because the moment you start living your life with a focus on comparison with people, um, um, am I really doing well? Is my life better than the other person? The moment you start living your life like that, you may not be on the path of true joy. While we are not supposed to live life with a focus on comparison, we are supposed to live life with an expectation for better. An expectation for better. Now, you see, the reason for every generation, every new generation, is for a new generation to be an improvement on the previous. An existing generation begins to exist like a waste if it's not an improvement on those it is coming after. You will see God's dealings with Isaac. You see God's dealings with Jacob. You discover it was always an improvement. The way Isaac saw God was different from the way Abraham saw God. The way Israel saw God was different from the way Isaac saw God. God always improves on generations. Are we together? God always improves. Now, this should be your covenant understanding. 
I am an improvement on my father's. Am I making sense here? I am an improvement on those who came before me. I will not repeat a wrong pattern. Can you say that to yourself now? Say in the name of Jesus. I am an improvement on those who came before me. Say by the hand of God upon my life. I will not repeat a wrong pattern. By the anointing of God upon my life. I will not repeat a wrong history because the grace of God is mighty on my life. The grace of God is mighty on my life. Can I get an amen there? So as we look at the story of Elijah here in 1 Kings chapter 19, we see a man who had just seen the power of God. Great and incredible things that happened. He had silenced the opposition in the land, which are the prophets of Baal. These were people who were being empowered by a, a, a demonic force to contend with God's agenda for the land. And Elijah rose and stood to contend with them. And the judgment of God was released. And after that was done, now, there was a new opening. Now, you understand that after every major victory, this is very important. After every major victory the Lord gives you, a new door is opened, a new demon is released. That's it. After every major... Now, what Elijah did not understand as God as we look at the story of Elijah just to help us there are two things I could pick here two things I could pick here that should help us so we don't become victims of such utterances we don't become victims of such experiences that he had the first thing you must take note of is that challenges happens to everybody. Unpleasantness happens to everybody. I'd like to emphasize on that a bit. It doesn't matter the shape or form that it comes. Challenges happen to everybody. Everybody faces unexpected seasons. There's nothing unique about what you're going through. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, when we read from the International Children's Bible, it says the only temptation that you have are the temptations all people have. <laughs> do, do you understand that? So, why is this important? What Elijah was feeling at that time, he was not the first to feel that way. Be careful decisions you take because of challenges. You are not the first to go through that. Be careful where you turn to for help because of challenges. You are not the first to go through that. Be careful how you turn your back on God. You are not the first to go through that. And Elijah said, I've had it. It's enough. Kill me. Challenges are normal to life. They are normal to life. 
They are normal to life. Live with this understanding. Now, when you read that 1 Corinthians 10, verse 19, the next verse, when it says all temptations we go through are common to man, but the next verse is very important. It said, but trust God to make a way of escape. Can we see that now? Okay. First uh, Corinthians 10, verse 13. Sorry. I think the next phrase. First Corinthians 10, verse 13. It said, no temptation regardless of its source has overtaken or entice you that is not common to man. Okay, next verse. No, it's... Hold on. I don't know what, what was happening now. I'm looking at a different translation here. Okay, let me read from the International Children's Bible. Let's, let's quickly check this quickly. All right. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Yeah. He said, the only temptations that you have are the temptations that all people have. But you can trust God. He will not let you to be tempted more than you can stand. But when you are tempted, God will give you a way of escape. Now, that leads me to the second lesson we pick out from this encounter Elijah had. The help of God is always available. The help of God is always available. The help, no matter what you're going through, friends, the help of God is available. Is available. Is available. No matter how, how much you feel you are alone, the help of God is available. It's available. It's available. You, you remember the story of Peter? Right? How Peter found himself in such a precarious situation. He was almost drowning while Jesus was just close to him. And the Bible tells us that when Peter asked for help, Jesus stretched his hand. That tells you that this is typical of life. What God revealed to one can be experienced by all if we share same revelation. How God manifested to one can be experienced by another if we share same revelation. How God displaced, displayed his power can be experienced by another if we share same revelation. The help of God is always available. You will never find yourself at a season where the help of God is not available. The scripture, and scripture can't be broken. But God will always make a way of escape. So as we... Look at this experience of Elijah. How a man who had God's backing, the endorsement of heaven was on him. He got to a point in his life where he betrayed everything. Have you been at that point in your life where you look at yourself and you say, I'm all alone. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. Battles, 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 battles. Now, when you speak like that, you betray God's help. Because the reason you are still alive, you're a recipient of help. Just so you know, you don't have the strategy for your battles. You don't have the strength to fight your battles. It is the help of God that makes men strong. It is the help of God that sustains people to see each new day. Are we together here? So the help of God is always available. Quickly now. Like I promise to do this very quick. If we're going to do better than those who came before us, if you won't speak like Elijah, 
if you won't have to think like Elijah. To say the same thing my father fought is the same thing I'm fighting. The same thing that swallowed those before me is the same thing I'm content with. If you won't speak like that, a few things are important. I'll give you about three or four of them. And if you engage this well, it will help you. If you engage this well, it will help you. The first I show you, to do better than others who came before you. Number one, develop a way of dealing with loss of strength. Develop a way of dealing with loss of strength. Develop a way. Now, you see, just like a vehicle that uses petrol, there will be times when your emotional tank will be low. There will be times where your spiritual tank will be low. At such times, listen, at such times, if you are not careful, you will make careless decisions. It's a product of a low tank. For if thou faintest in the day of adversity, thy strength is little. At such times, you, you, you will be blind to what the enemy is doing. At such times, you, you will take some decisions that you, you, you ordinarily will not take. You will speak like Elijah at such times. The same man who called down fire was the same man saying, I am not better than my father's. What was his problem here? The tank was low. If you are going to do better than those who came before you, develop a way of dealing with loss of strength. Develop a way. Remember the Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 31, he said, as we wait on the Lord, as we wait on the Lord, we experience renewed strength. As we wait on the Lord, as we wait on the Lord, as we wait on the Lord, the language of Elijah at this point was a man who was low in strength. Could it just be that you are presently going through this season? Loss of strength. Loss of strength. Prayer fire is out. Loss of strength. There seemed to be no confident hope for the future. Loss of strength. There seemed to be no no bearing. You are not living with expectation. Loss of strength. Listen, if you are going to do better, not repeating old patterns, develop a way of dealing with loss of strength. You can't keep dragging yourself on the floor. You can't continue the pity party. Now, identify that what you are going through is a loss of strength. Identify. Now, you see, there is the positivity that comes when you are speaking from a place of strength negativity in the life of a believer is a reflection of loss of strength. Now, see, there is no one whose eyes are on Jesus that speaks failure. Hello? There is no one whose eyes are on Jesus that is not confident of tomorrow. Remember the Bible said, they looked unto him and they were radiant and their faces were no longer covered in shame. So, ability to look at your life and you stop giving power to the situation. You just know that the reason I'm reacting like this is not because of the Goliath in front of me. The reason I am speaking, behaving like this, there is a loss of strength. I need to develop a way 
of dealing with loss of strength, emotional strength, spiritual strength. Are we together now? Was it not clear? How from verse 5 of 1 Kings 19? While Elijah was sleeping, the angel of the Lord tapped him and said, Rise. Now, you, you see what we speak about loss of strength here. The angel of the Lord tapped him and said, Rise, eat. And he woke up and he ate and slept again. And you read further in that first Kings 19. And the angel tapped him again and said, Rise, eat, for the journey is far. It was beyond literal food. What was being communicated at that point was to say, the reason you are speaking like this now, loss of strength. Am I communicating here? You will never see yourself as a failure until there is a loss of strength. You will never, never give credit to the devil until there's loss of strength. So when you find yourself speaking negative, you find yourself feeling tired, you find yourself not having hope for the next day, deal with it. There's loss of strength. You are opening the door for the serpent to bite. Are we together now? Number two, if you are going to do better, than your fathers, than those who came before you. Number two, consciously grow in wisdom every day. Consciously. It has to be a daily press. Consciously grow in wisdom every day. Now, this is a discipline to develop. It's a discipline. Consciously grow in wisdom every day. Consciously grow in wisdom every day now you can't leave this to chance people don't grow in wisdom by chance you can't leave this to chance now friends there is there is a wisdom that establishes difference there is a wisdom that delivers results there is a wisdom that makes you stand out from others there's a wisdom that makes you recover from a fall very fast there is a wisdom that makes you recover from losses there is a wisdom that keeps you from the open mouth, open traps of the wicked. There is a wisdom. If you are going to live differently from others who came before you, for your life not to look like how theirs was, you have to consciously grow in wisdom every day. Now, this is it. Wisdom is living how God wants us to live. Okay, just let's talk about this. Wisdom. Is doing things the way God wants you to do it. That's wisdom. Because actually, wisdom is seen as God sees. God's way of doing things is wisdom. God's way of talking is wisdom. So when I become a custodian of the ways of God, I'm working in wisdom. Alright? So wisdom is living how God wants you to. Wisdom living is living how God wants you to live. But this is it. It's easy for me to tell you to grow in wisdom daily. But let me tell you three channels you can grow in wisdom daily. Three channels to grow in wisdom. Three channels. The first, we, we grow in wisdom as we give attention to God's word. Every day. The word of God releases wisdom. The word of God releases wisdom. 
Because the word of God is the way of God. Is the way of God. Is the way of God. Is the approach of God. Is the perspective of God. So every time we give attention to God's word, it begins to affect us. Matthew 7 verse 24. Matthew 7 24. For he that heareth these words of mine and doeth them shall be likened to a wise man. So attention to the word is attention to wisdom. Are you getting that? That the second channel to grow in wisdom, walk with the wise. For he that walks with the wise shall be wise. A companion of fools shall be destroyed. Walk with the wise. Walk with the wise. Identify people of wisdom. Identify. Identify. Wisdom does not hide itself. They are fruits of wisdom. Identify. Identify. As you interact with people, as you watch the fruits of people, you will know the, the fruits of flesh and the fruits of wisdom. Am, am I communicating here? And the third channel, which is very important as we press on in this. The third channel to grow wisdom ask questions. I like to explain that well. Ask questions. And when I say ask questions, I don't mean ask people questions. Now listen. listen. If you want to grow and be established in wisdom, ask questions that makes you study God's word. Ask questions that drive you to the place of prayer. Let me explain this now. Look at wisdom. Path. How is it possible that because someone is born again, he walks in favor? That's a question. That takes you to the place of study. Are we together? How is it possible that just because I'm born again, I cannot down timely? How does that relate? How does that work? Now, that takes you to the place of study. You begin to discover God's word. And guess what? What you are discovering becomes wisdom for living. Are you with me at all here? So, ask questions. The problem we have, why many believers don't profit from God's word, we study God's word literally just to, to mark a record. I've studied Peter. I've studied Second Peter. I've studied Thessalonians. Now, you will begin to profit when you engage study by questions. Seeking answers. Are you getting me at all? You engage study. You are looking for answers. You are looking for answers. Listen, when answers have, have gotten, you've laid hold on answers. There are things that even if the devil appears physically, you won't be afraid. You are founded. A great man of God said his life was a mess. Going through all kinds of ups and downs. Nothing was working. Life was a total mess. And he went into prayers. Spent time with God. And began to study. If the Bible says God has blessed us with all things. All, not some, all. 
the man began to study. He said he was on a fast. Began to study. Began to study. Began. He got to a point. He caught light and he screamed at that place where he was studying. He said, I can never be poor. I can never. Now, nobody gave him a check. He saw light. Are you getting me at all? He saw light. I remember years ago. I was living a life where I could literally say, I, I, I didn't have results. I didn't have what you call results. I, I was not at the point where you, want, you would proudly want to identify with me. But God showed me mercy that instead of seeking solace on substances, I found my peace in the place of prayer. I found my being in the place of prayer. And one of those days, I was there for days, praying and studying, praying and studying, praying and studying, praying and studying. One of the things I was waiting on the Lord for was wisdom. I was in that fast for wisdom. I was in that fast for wisdom. I think it was a Saturday morning or a Friday night. I knew when wisdom came. It's, wisdom is not information, though. it's a spirit. Oh, let him that lack wisdom ask. It's a spirit. When it comes, it stays. It stays. Now, the Bible says there's the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of might. So, when you engage study with questions, with questions, how is it possible that whatever that a child of God lays hands on will prosper? How? Whatever. And then you start engaging God's word. Psalms chapter 1. You see what God says. How a, how a blessed man should live. He said, blessed is the man who does not walk on the path of sinners. Does not sit on the seat of scornful. His delight is on the law of the Lord. And on this law he meditates day and night. He said, this man, he shall be like a tree planted by the riverside. He brings forth his fruit in its season. And whatever he does prospers. He said, you begin to receive wisdom for living. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we say ask questions as a channel for wisdom, it's not just necessarily asking people questions. Are we together? Come on, are we together? Let questions take you to the place of prayer. The Holy Ghost is the teacher. The Holy Ghost is the teacher. Jesus said, I won't leave you like this. I will send you the teacher. The question I want to ask you today in a very, very sincere way. Have you really experienced the ministry of the Holy Spirit in living life? The ministry of the Holy Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. The ministry is to teach, is to guide, is to comfort is to show you the things of the father is to empower you to live a life that pleases the father now look at this now the lord wants us to live a life that honors him okay are we together the lord wants us to live a life that honors him such that men will see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven but this is it you don't have the strategy to please god it is the holy spirit that helps us to please the father now, you see, when you begin to work on 
strategies, works, patterns, flesh steps in. And flesh cannot please God. So a major ministry of the Holy Spirit, he helps us to please the Father. When you live a life that just pleases God, not because you, you planned it, but because you've released yourself to him. Come on, are we together here? So we said three channels for assessing wisdom. We said the first is what? Huh? Give attention to the word of God. Give attention. Give attention to the word of God. The word of God is a book of wisdom. The word of God is a storehouse of wisdom. We said number two? Walk with the wise. And you see, the wise is not just people who are who have experience. The first proof of a wise man is that they fear God. For the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So the first sign a person, you know, has wisdom. Now, see, the first step on the ladder of wisdom is the fear of God. That also tells you, I think that's another dimension to look at now. That also tells you that if you want to assess wisdom, it begins with the fear of God. Okay? And what does it mean to fear God? To fear God is to run away from evil. Come on. Are we together? Alright. Job chapter 1. And there was a man in the land of Oz named Job who feared God and eschewed evil. Is this making sense at all? So the first, the first step to wisdom is the fear of God. What does it mean to fear God? It means to run away from evil. To run away from anything that does not exalt or glorify God. Can I get an amen here? I will say number three channel for wisdom is what? Sorry? Sorry? Uh, say it again. I am trying to understand what you're saying. Okay, no. Calm down. Ask questions. Stop there. <laughs> Are we together? Ask questions. And further, asking questions that take you to the place of study. So you can get answers for yourself. I'll tell you the truth. A critical challenge with us as believers is that too many believers are running with borrowed revelations. Did you get that? Too many believers. And that, that was fighting our size. You have not seen it for yourself. And I tell you the truth. Mm. At critical times when you are faced with the burning furnace, you need your own revelation. You don't go to the lion's den with borrowed revelation. You need your own. So, now, you come to a point. Let, let's ask some critical questions now. I ask you a simple question. Or better say, you ask yourself this question. Do I really know God? That should take you to study. That should take you to prayer. Number two. Do I really know what prayer turns a believer into? That should make you pray. That should make you study. 
do I really understand the place of the Holy Spirit in my daily life? Now, that should take you to the place of study and prayer. Too many believers are running with borrowed revelations. It's time to discover this truth for yourself. Because what will make you look at Jezebel and say, I'm not running out of this place, you've caught an insight for yourself. What will make you look at your life and say, no devil can tell me otherwise. I am different. is because you've seen a revelation for yourself. So ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions that drive you to the place In every generation, there are lines. It takes the force of prayer to cross it. I'm not talking of prayer. You come just whisper in the church. You pray because everybody's praying in church. I'm talking of the prayer culture. Well, like a woman in labor, you are birthing new seasons in the place of prayer. You are letting the devil know difference has come. You are letting the devil know someone who knows his identity has come. I tell you the truth. Change doesn't come with time. It comes with revelation. Change doesn't come with time. There is nothing that says, sir, that after you suffer for 10 years, greatness will come. No, sir. The suffering can end now if you are running with the revelation. I tell you the truth, until you embrace the path of prayer, your size will be fought. Until you come to the point. He said the people have come to the point of delivery, but there's no strength. Until you come to the point where prayer becomes a life for you. There are voices that will silence you. By strength shall no man prevail. You can be working so hard. You have so much skill. But your prayer life is zero. Your result will be defined around the circle. There are limits that are taken off only in the place of prayer. I say this to you, child of God. The devil should not have a voice over you another day from now. If you will rise in prayer. Am I communicating here? The devil should not, there should be no victory party against you if you rise in prayer. There is no person born of God that has a destiny of failure if you rise up to the place of responsibility. If you rise up to the place of awareness that all things are available in God for me, I refuse to be cheated another day. Put your right hand on your chest. Say in the name of Jesus. The grace of God is mighty on my life. Say in the name of Jesus. The grace of God is mighty on my life. Say from today, I will not fail in the race of life. From today, the Lord will use me to establish a new order. In the name of Jesus. The light of God shines on my life and shines through my life. The grace of God is mighty on me. Rise on your feet, everybody.
as I began to ponder on this prayer culture, I saw a testimony in Daniel. A prayer discipline put him at a place that he could not be displaced. He could not be dethroned. A prayer discipline. The man got to a point where they threatened to kill him if he stopped praying. And he, he knew if I stop praying, I can't live another day. It's better I die while praying than to live without praying. A man came to that point. And you look at me today. You want greatness, but you are running away from prayer. You want greatness, and prayer for you is like an event. It's not a life. Learn from Daniel. He existed in such a realm of relevance that no person before him ever experienced. A man was an immigrant. Came into Babylon. He was the only constant thing in the corridor of power. He was the only constant. King changed. Daniel remained there. And guess what? He had every disadvantage to speak against him. He was an immigrant. He was an immigrant. But in the place of prayer, a man stepped into an order. I tell you the truth. It doesn't matter what you don't have. If you don't give up on prayer, you will activate new order of advantages. Are you with me? It doesn't matter what seemed to be absent. If you understand the revelation of prayer, and from today you begin to embrace it as a lifestyle, you activate new order. New order. At the creed by the Spirit of God, Upon everyone under the sound of my voice, you will not fail. I speak over these destinies individually. You will not fail. What swallowed others will not prevail in your case. You will not fail. I decree. Every area you feel weak presently, let the strength of God be released even now. You will not fail. Every thought and imaginations of failure, limitation, negativity that has been projected into you today in the name of Jesus, I decree a new consciousness is birthed in you now. You will not fail. You will not fail. You will not fail. The hand of the Lord is mighty on you. The hand of the Lord is mighty on you. Everyone, you just take this with me in the place of prayer now. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare today, I will do better than my fathers. Where others failed, the Lord will give me a testimony. Where others struggled, the Lord will give me a testimony. Where the enemy won before, the Lord will give me a testimony. Can you open your mouth and turn that to prayer? I will do better than my fathers. Where others failed before, I arise with testimony.
I will not fail. I will not fail. Koradagasa. Iyanamande koradabahashe. I will not fail. I will do better than my fathers. I will do better than my fathers. By the power of the Holy Ghost, the grace of God is mighty on my life. Open your mouth and pray. I'm doing better. Kiboko Saratabaha. Lebrakatabarapatande Korasasa. Imananande Kuparahande Kosata. I will do better. I will do better. Positioning in destiny. Say in the name of Jesus, I will not fail my generation. Say in the name of Jesus, I declare today, I will not fail my generation. I will not fail God. I will not fail my generation. I will not fail God. Open your mouth and declare right now. A generation is counting on you. A generation is counting on you. I will not fail my generation. I will not fail my generation. A generation is counting on me. Open your mouth. Grace is released. Even as you declare right now, Christ is poured out. A generation is counting on me. A generation is counting on me. A generation is counting on me. I will not fail. A generation is looking up to me. I will not fail. A generation is looking up to me. I will not be silenced. A generation is looking up to me. I will make my mark. A generation is looking up to me. I will shine the light of God. God with me say from today in the name of Jesus my life is better I am living life better I am walking into better results the Lord is enlarging my coast new doors are opening for me the anointing of God is speaking for me in the name of Jesus my life is better
I decree so shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. Lord, may our eyes be opened afresh to know we are not alone. As we walk out of this place today, may we walk in the consciousness that we are not alone. That you are with us, fighting our battles, defending our cause. And because you are with us, we cannot fail. Well, thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Every tormenting spirit that work against anyone under the sound of my voice. Making you see yourself less than what God has called you. Today I decree that you are liberated. Let the giant in you come alive from today. From this day, may you begin to call yourself the same name God calls you. The things you've been afraid of attempting, receive boldness to do them. Receive boldness to do them. In the name of Jesus Christ, the hand of the Lord is mighty on you. A new you manifest from today. A new you manifest from today. In the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you precious father. Thank you dear Lord. In Jesus name we have prayed. Can I get a believer shouting amen here? Give Jesus a mighty hand everybody. Now listen. What you need for difference has been released. But we work on the exploits of the light of God's word when we act on God's word. It's not enough to have heard it, to have written it. Remember? Develop a way to deal with loss of strength. So you won't speak the language the enemy wants to hear. Develop. You should be able to know that what, what I'm going through now is loss of strength. The ability to discern it. You can't remember the last time you heard from God? Loss of strength. He will speak through dreams and revelations. Now You can't remember the last time God revealed himself to you. Now you find yourself walking into losses. You find yourself things are just going anyhow. Loss of strength. Am I communicating here? Deal with it. And we said number two, consciously grow in wisdom every day. The first we said pay attention to God's word. We said second is to remind me. The channels. Walk with the wise. And number three, ask questions. Ask questions. Ask the Holy Ghost. What do you do to a teacher? You ask the teacher questions. How come you have the Holy Ghost as your teacher? You're not asking questions. Ask the Holy Ghost. And number three, develop a prayer culture. It is well with you in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty hand, everybody. All right, take your seat for a while. All right. Pastor Tia tried, eh? Yeah. 
This is the Master's House. Welcome home. Welcome to the Master's House. Want to know our mission statement? The Master's House exists as a destiny center where people are equipped to fulfill divine destiny, shine forth in every field of endeavor, and experience rest in all areas of life through the light of God's Word, the reality of His power, and the demonstration of His love. Welcome to the Master's House Destiny Center. Jesus. People. Purpose.